Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! with the butthole surfers i really do so <laughs> what we are the uncle right? puckers chris dan bobby and tony and uh what's up boys how's everybody tonight how are you good, good man really how's well? it going good good tony Doing a little uh, butthole surfing tonight i, what, I you know speaking of the butthole surfing what do you what are some of the worst and you think about the band names right out there like right well that's got it that's gonna be at the top of some people's list but maybe you know the you know, and listen, the Butthole Surfers—their name definitely held them back because they were not a bad band. I mean, they were a lot of debauchery and shit. I understand on stage why they didn't make stuff. it as like a Christian rock band when they first started out that way. It was probably a bad idea. <laughs> they needed to change if they're going to keep that name. And their yeah. early years weren't easy listening for people who just want right basic, uh, you know. But that was right. the only Pepper was the only hit song they had. I don't even know if that was a hit. I mean, radio song. There really right. wasn't. I don't think they had any other radio hits. But I do they like know. them. Yeah, that was, they, were, they were good, man. I liked a couple of their albums, uh, you know. And that with a band name like that, like, there was some really, like, I mean, the worst, I think, is Hootie and the fucking Blowfish. Like, that oh, be, yeah. That was a names. fun one. Um, You're saying that you know, as far as bad names? Bad names. I mean, there's some, I mean, you know, that. Hootie and the Blowfish. What is the worst part of Hootie and the Blowfish? That it's, like, two things I got to think about? Neither one is interesting, like the Hootie or the, but they're together. They're tunes. It, and there's like, no Hootie in the band. What what's a hootie? Is that a human? Is it another species it's of an fish owl. I'm unaware of? It's an owl. Hootie and the other fish, like Hootie's a fish too. I, I mean that they, name. They yeah. were uh, they were interviewed many years ago in the '90s, and someone right. asked that very question. So wh- why did you come up with uh, that name? And they Finally. said, "Well, we went into the list of names. There was only two available. It was that and garbage. <laughs> so we took Hootie and the Bluefish. It's kind of like a dig on garbage." Yeah, I think maybe had a more successful career garbage had though. Well, I mean, yeah, that's Darry, a good one-liner. Darius Rucker's a huge country star. I mean, country, that guy yeah. is is you know. Yeah. I don't know what the rest of the blowfish but are doing. His, right rest now. of his life, people are going to yell <laughs> Hootie at him forever, and his name yeah. was never fucking Hootie. No, he he's a huge like huge country star, man. It's crazy. I know, but uh, he'll always be Hootie. Yeah, it's like I, you know, you know that that's like and he's probably like I was part of a band named Hootie and the Blowfish. I, nobody ever, my name was never Hootie. No, there was never a Hootie. In the metal in the band. scene, man, there's some names, dude. Like you got some like Cock and Ball Torture is the name of a band, uh, right? Ass Pounder, uh, Anal right. Cunt. I mean, are you are... sure this is not the the movies you've been watching lately? Like, <laughs> he thinks the soundtracks like... are bands. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. the soundtracks are like you know bands. These movies dude, he's watching. The soundtrack. That's not a band. That's just a soundtrack. The but there's some great ones like National Pussy. Great. I don't know if you guys yeah. ever heard National Pussy. A great fucking band. <laughs> of course, that was my wedding set great. song. <laughs> no, great rock band, man. Great rock band. But from Georgia. But uh, there is some like what Toad in the Wet Sprocket. There was. There were some gay names like Green yeah, Day. Like if you really think of these names themselves, it's like yes. Green Day. I mean, what, what the you know? Did they have a meaning behind that? I never found out. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's I don't deep. think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why was it a Green Day? I have no idea. 
that's you know, but I, but yeah. I don't really put Green Day in the list of really stupid band band names. I mean, there's no, a whole it, lot of they're kind of dissociated dumber. words, though. When, when you think about it, like, do, do they have a purpose, or are we just throwing words? Yeah, together? Yeah, I mean, w- I think a lot of bands just throw words together. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, Maybe that uh, period too, right? That little like that time period. There was a lot of those. There bands, was a Blink One Eighty Twos. What's one of those look like? Well, it's funny yeah. because I was actually just about to bring them up because their name was originally Blink. And, yes. you know, so then when they got the record deal or whatever, they found out that there's another band called Blink. And one of the dudes right. was just like, oh, Blink 182, like out of nowhere. And that like was when it. you have it to get an email, that's like a different account. Like you, exactly. I want that email. Exactly. So I'm going to be Dan Martin 985. Right. Oh, fuck you. 986 <laughs> because 985 is already taken. But, yeah. So Hey, 2-2 two, two guys right now, the game, uh, I was... Listeners, we're actually the Stanley Cup is actually playing the first game. Game one right now is actually playing, and it's two two. It's nice having hockey back on. I missed it for the week. Mm-hmm. And it it nice. looks like the Panthers slept it all. You know, it looks like they uh, came right to play tonight too. And Definitely, Vegas looks yeah. good. Aiden Hill made the save. I mean, this la- the last period that was just amazing. I mean, just cr- crazy. This is going to be a fun series. It really is. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So keep us updated on the game tone if you have it on. So let us know if anything goes on. It's, what is it? Uh, the second period now, or is it yes, the third yet? End of, end of the second now. Okay. So yeah, as as we're rolling, just keep us in the loop. And tone, did you have something you wanted to uh, talk about? Uh, you know, I was just gonna. I was reading something earlier, and I thought I was gonna bring it up to you guys because you know we we all go back some years with Devils, and we've all been friends for a long time, been Devil fans. I wanted to get your opinion on. Uh, actually, let me find it here. I put this to the side. Okay. Um, what was your fit, line combinations through the years, right? We've had. I saw you put that up on Twitter. Did nobody respond because yeah, yeah. nobody listens yeah. to us? So you got to talk exactly. to us about it. We didn't send the paychecks out this this month, but uh, <laughs> it's like kids, you can do your homework, or we're stuck doing it for you. Uh, yeah, so but you, you know, know what I'm saying? So help us out. The ZZ Pop line you had, right? You had that line. You had. The, well, explain who they are to everybody. Okay. Just saying ZZ so I'm going to go through some lines. So back in the '80s, you, know, you had like the. Uh, Verbeek, Muller, and Brought, Aaron Broughton line. But then, you know, for more toward our time period, you had um, the Madden, Madden, Pandolfo, Breland line, uh, the right. defensive line there, which was good. Um, Lang and Bruner, Parisi, Zajac, which was the ZZ Pops line. You right. had uh, the Egg line, right, which was Elias, Gianta, and Gomez. Gomez, right, yeah. The Crash line, which I think everybody knows that. Uh, Peluso, Peluso, Holy, Holy okay. What about the, the A line, line too? The, the A line, line. Yeah, of course. Sakura, Elias, and Arnott. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, what was your guy? I mean, for me, well, I was a Crash Nine guy, which I'm sure is not a surprise. But mm, I, you know, they are the first ones that came to my mind. Tony it was like, oh, the, the personality, the way they embodied the whole generation of that team, you know. But um, I, I think I do remember like when they were scoring at will with like that. I love that that A line. That was pretty cool. That was like a high scoring year, and that line, you know, was caught and came in big. And there was, like, you know, a lot more skilled than some of our other lines were. Over 400 uh, points like they that. had the A-line together. I mean, it's pretty impressive. A couple Yeah, so that one is like, oh, when you, you look at the two of them, oh, boy, I don't know. Uh, it, that's a tough call, but uh, I, that, they were fun to watch as far I mean, as skill-wise out there. The pop, I don't know oh, about you guys, but I think that it would be pretty fair to say that it really does only come down to the crash line and the A-line. Does anyone disagree with that? No, I agree. I mean, yeah. yeah, but there's a lot of close seconds of fun lines. I don't know, Bob, what do you think? There are a lot of close seconds of fun lines, but yeah, I mean, right off the bat, the first thing I thought of, too, and I think a lot of people are Asian or Devils fans would be, is the crash line. The A-line, again, that was so special because we brought this up on the show before. That was in the middle 
of the Devils being known as nothing but defensive, and they had this line for the better part of two seasons that yeah. just destroyed the league. It was so much fun to watch. It was so atypical of, of a Devils line to be like that productive and that offensive and then still have all the defense. Should call it the atypical line. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely between those two. But, yeah, some of the other ones, you know, that egg line, I kind of forgot about that a little bit. ZZ Pops was fun. I mean, Maruzzi definitely had his time in the sun, too, for, for this team. So, uh, But, yeah, Chris has got a good point. I mean, I, I, I almost couldn't even think, at least immediately, any other line off the top of my head. It's kind of like first one that came to your head. You know, I just can't think of that stuff. Yeah, it had to be one of those two. Now, also, yeah, on, on, me on a, a personal level, uh, I – and Dan knows this because we've talked about this on other shows. I absolutely fucking despise line names. So yes. uh, for this exercise, I'm willing to be okay. But let's not talk ever again about line names after this. I think that's so, why you might well, like. Would you agree? Because that, that was a simple. Line. It was nice and short, right? It was an A line. It's all I would line. line one too just, fancy. Stop. Would, no line one's too fancy. I would have much rather just the R not line. That's it. Yeah, I agree. That's it. Okay. So, no, I get you. They made some goofy shirt, names, right? dude. They made some goofy names. The BMW line I is maybe it. the most cringe wine ever. Yeah. I cringe uh, name. The BMW line. BMW like the line. Name, I did right? not like that. But but as far as this this, this I don't mean mean the players. Was, I just mean yeah the name. Sure. Yeah. This this exercise, I would probably have to go. If I, I mean gun to my head, crash line, R not line. I'm gonna take the R not line just for the simple fact of game winning. You know Stanley Cup winning goal it's like it, it, everything yeah. comes down to that you know with the yeah. you know i know I, I talk about it a lot but when you can do that something that every kid that's ever laced up skates dreams about scoring overtime goal to win the stanley cup and that line did it and the yeah. class you know that's a really and, good point and you look at 2000 and just how classy of a team that was how classy larry robinson was yeah you know, people yes. don't remember that peter sakura got fucking destroyed in that game mm-hmm. and he had to leave and that A line was two, th- you know, one, a third of it was gone for the entire second half of the game. I think he was out about seven minutes into the second period. So, Boys jersey out there. At the and end. then yes, Larry Robinson, yep. you win the Stanley Cup, and Larry Robinson puts Sakura's jersey on. Just classy, classy move. Uh, yep. So I'm, I, I'm really out of all the Devil teams. I always kind of 2000 to me was my favorite team, my favorite cup. So I'm going with the A line. But wow. as much as yeah, I, I think, absolutely love the crash line. Yeah, uh, the crash line. So, you know what's kind of neat, too? Because they did totally embody the way they played in one, each line, the different, you know, errors of that team. So, like, mm-hmm. it, when the, when you look at the, uh, the the crash line, they strangled the, you know, Detroit to death at the end of that game. We just watched the clock tick away, and they had nothing coming at us. You know, that's what kind of game it was. Versus like the scoring ending it with the A line, you know. So it's kind of funny. Like even those those uh, seminal plays kind of made it seem like, you know. Yeah, and, and you know anybody who even if you didn't like the Devils or you you know you just kind of came across them in '95, that crash line uh, just you couldn't help but like them. You know, there's just so oh, much character yeah. on that line. Yep. And then we've talked about it before. Just pounded like, the other opposition. And how it, so and how every guy in that line complimented each other you know you had uh yep. you know mckay who on the wing who just had a ton of skill but was just tough as nails willing to just do and all of them were willing to do anything to score a goal so much harder but too yeah, as yeah. far as skill goes peluso is probably the the least of those guys but he was yep. just all muscle all heart 
Holik yep. was a very, very good player, and we saw that throughout his career, how he, he moved was. up and you know then ended up signing a huge contract with the he Rangers. He had the biggest size, so I, I think people were also kind of like surprised at first. Right. Like, watch that team develop. No, he's also the one with the hands. Yeah, and, uh, you know, but they're, they're Great just... Great in front of the net, Bobby Holik, just like a, a tree trunk out there. Complimented each other really well. So, I mean, for me, the A-line, so that's where I'm going. What do you guys, if I you have to pick one? I'm going to go crash only because I think that's the first time I really, really appreciated a line that right. age, you know, besides a legal line. So, yeah. Bobby? I'm going to go A line too. Yeah, that's just, it's just so iconic. To, and again, getting that Stanley Cup winning goal. And I like the fact that uh, Ilyash was on that line too. It's just, the crash line did so much, right? But they did so much like in every game and sort of the A line, but they have that defining moment that you can't help but remember exactly that goal i mean i remember right. Andy mckay's goal too of course when he climbs the wall all that kind of stuff but i right. mean come on over time are not you know, those yeah. goals those playoffs that's that, that, that run I mean, it's geez. it's all true but i think like the only like real correct answer that that's fair with this is like it's a tie you know nobody wants to say that but the truth is like that's that that team was that line was that team for that yeah. era of that team yeah and you don't get one cup with the other, you know what I mean? Like that was that's what was successful breaking through. That was what developed on top of that. You know, the two lines play each other in an imaginary universe. Wouldn't that be interesting? That'd be because fun. I think the fucking crash line would put a hurting on the A line as far as their production. But A line was tough as nails against those kind of lines that were also, you know people... built to to shut them down. They still they still tore through those lines. And so like had a... I wish we could play these two lines against each other and see what happened. You know, ball. you look at like this year's Devils, right? And mm-hmm. have you know, <clears throat> excuse me, Jack Hughes and who he's playing with on on. Say you have Hughes in the wing or whatever, uh, or centering, and who's he playing with? Usually he's playing with a smaller forward or right. two smaller forwards. And that was you know, Elias was a big guy, like tall. He wasn't a huge dude, but he you know it was a decent size. Yeah. Sakura was small. Yes. But Arnott was a fucking beast. I mean, Arnott was he a was. true power forward. Yeah, and I mean, you, we got one guy we picked about... up this year who was kind of being in our our Arnott uh, mode, yeah, right? When you, when we got and, Timo Meyer, like that's the kind of play that you're kind of looking for. Maybe with a little next level skill, even if it comes to fruition. But to, he had the size and the muscle to go with his play. That that's what was if, great about Arnott, especially that year. He wasn't always that tough on the puck. No, and if the Devils can lock up Meyer, I mean, and we talked about this so much before the trade because we, you know, we were talking about Timo Meyer coming to his team back in December, um, mm-hmm. and it was at least to me my understanding as far as like he was coming here to play with Jack Hughes, like you had to have, oh, yeah. and at that time too, you had a very, you know, the Heischer line was pretty much set and it was always Lindy was just popping whoever on with Hughes sure yeah I if we can lock up Meyer I really hope that they give a good amount of time for Hughes and Meyer to play together because it was like two games and it was that was it and then then next thing you know we were juggling there could be magic there Uh, I really do between those two I mean off and on throughout the time they had together they they put them on here and there but you're right to see those develop would be awesome and you know that I think is like the modern day equivalent of maybe like and yeah, and Eliash and uh, and Arnott on a yeah. line, what they can do, you know. And both uh, of those guys, though, and you, you know, you have Arnott and Eliash, and then you know they were great and very skilled. And if you take that kind of same model in 
Hughes and Meyer, but yet you have two guys in Hughes and Meyer that are so much more talented. That's right. And, you right. Know, and I don't We're want to say about like, way more hands. The game is so evolved yeah, that and, these kind of players are, you know, you literally would imagine in your head skating circles around each other. Yeah. You know, like like the, they, the guys today are such so crazy good. But, you know, it's you'll never be able to um, really. And the shots are so different, too, because, you know, now, like, you used to have a line where there was one guy who did not have a shot on that line. Right, uh, you know, he was not the, you know, it was it was hard to get three, you know, and then if you had a shot a line where everybody's a really good shooter, that was super rare. Now, like everybody's a good shooter, and it's yeah. it's a lot of it's equipment, but the players, the accuracy of lifting the puck and wristing it, um, it's insane. It's insane. It's a much higher level throughout the league. Let me let me ask you guys a question just about a guy, one dude that has been kind of battling to get on this team. For the last three mm-hmm. or four years, and I'm curious when it comes to this year's preseason, Alex Holtz. Do you guys yeah, think yeah. that this is it for Alex Holtz? That if he doesn't make the team, that you know maybe this is a, a draft bust and we got to move on from him? Or I mean, do do you think that there really is something there and he just needs time to develop? Because it's like I feel like every summer we all kind of roll right back into the same. This is going to be the year that Holtz makes the team. He's going to be a difference maker, and he just it can't figure it out on the NHL level. Uh, do you guys think this might be his last shot with the Devils? Yes. I, I, yeah, I think we've like I think you've alluded to it. This is not the first year we're talking about this, right? right. So you know, every year it becomes well, yeah, it becomes closer to an, an answer for that to be the case. He's got to break through. He's got a better opportunity potentially this year because we know we're going to have some people moving. We might not fill all those spots with who we really want to get preseason and then, you know, hold out for, you know, placeholder players to take those spots and do something with them until the trade deadline comes. And, you know, as far as what fits in the grand plan of the Devils, who knows? This might be a great thing. Now, Bobby, you're a big Holtz fan. What do you you think? Well, I think, first of all, yeah, there was always not the first year they talked about it, but last year was really the first year that it was – really talked about like it's his time the other years he was still kind of percolating down there listen i think he can survive this funny word to well. use i'm sorry percolating? percolating down there like coffee he's uh, like a pot of coffee i just put a kind of i just put a pot of holtz on guys <laughs> just a couple minutes to let it percolate and it's then we'll have time. some nice holtz um <laughs> you so want I some cream in your know, holtz it's, it's it's reps it's, bobby wants to needs... give holtz some cream sorry do i have four yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Bobby's holding the conch. The conch. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's, I don't think he's done yet by any means. I think this is obviously a big year for him, but I think he needs the time, and I see a spot for his shot and the way he plays on this team with the right line combination. Um, and, you know, sometimes it, he comes in, he gets moved around frequently, and, you know, the Mets, for, as an example, you know, our number one prospect, Alvarez, catcher, kind of came up. Did shit, came up, did shit. My own kid was talking to me today as he came up to bat as a pinch hitter. And he's like, you remember when he just, when he sucked? Just, just like a few <laughs> weeks ago? And you were like, I'm like, we don't say that. He's like, no, you said that, Dad. You said he's like the number one prospect in AAA. <laughs> he gets up here and he sucks. I'm like, I did say that. And now he's like, statistically, in the last 30 days, one of the best catchers in the league. Like, he right. finally got his stride. And I think right. Colts will get his stride. The, the thing is going to be, does he have room on the team? I don't want to see him as a third-line 
seven minute guy or fourth. It's not going to work out with him. He needs to get yeah. a lot of minutes and be on the be on the power play. Percolation time. You know Percolation. the the idea of Alex Holtz is you know when what he can bring in theory is amazing. Like this is something that this team desperately can use. I just I want it to work out for him. But you mentioned the minutes. Like I was. You know, Scotty Gomez, I was listening to a, a podcast that he was on. He was talking about his last year in Montreal and how he wasn't getting many minutes, you know. And he's like, not for nothing. If you're under 10 minutes a game, you're not in the fucking game. He's right. like, you know, you're just yep. not. You're, you know, your legs are friggin' weak. You, you, you're, you're nervous every time you're about to get out there. And oh, then he's absolutely. like, you know, so you're right. You know, the minutes do mean a lot these guys are not used to that every level they've played they've been the guys logging the extra minutes and now they're all like wait a second and that takes a lot of adapting to do especially on some of those teams right over the years where they would triple shit i mean even look look at jack he spent so much time on the ice there's some guys that's in you know not getting that ice time right it's a different kind of game for them i think i literally said this on the show when i first started to come on when we were talking about holtz and the possibility of meyer I think I literally said, if you can yeah. get Meyer up here yeah. on Jack Hughes's line, let those two take care of each other, then your third secret weapon there is Holtz sitting there. Who are you going to pay attention to? He could be their Sakura. Hughes and Meyer, like, you got to leave Holtz alone, and he's got a cannon. That's his best asset. He's a big guy. That, you know, he's not going to dangle that, that skill level to support He's a big guy, too. I mean, he's, yeah. he's not a, you know, I like that idea. I hope he does make the team, um, you know, but I kind of feel like this is it. If he doesn't pull it out this year and, and become a regular in this lineup, he's going to end up being a casualty. He would be a good in a package, and he's probably one of those guys who's going to turn it on as soon as he gets to another team, if he yeah, gets the right fresh, opportunity. Fresh starts. Disease, I'm not saying it? he's going to blow 50 goals in the net or anything like that, but he's probably going to be a very serviceable you know, second, third line player. Yeah, we've yeah. seen it happen. It can def- you know, all these guys are so amazingly talented, even the ones who just don't make it, you know? And even when it seems obvious from here... There's a you know alternate way that could have gone because there's such a good you know uh, skill level to begin with. Right. Some of those guys just either take to it or they don't. They don't have that kind of time. And if the Devils weren't this good this year, he probably sees a lot more time. Yeah, it's a good point. Very true. Probably plays a whole year for all we know. I mean, if they were shitty again. I I have to say I know we're doing the Devil, you know, and we could do that whenever. But Bobby, you are going to get this one. I'm telling you, this one is yours. This is it. This This is is it. This is yours. Okay. I feel like this is a hint where he said, this is yours, Bobby. Like it's going to no, be. No, it's not a hint I'm just going to call out a name right now. It's not a hint. Uh, you guys want to do it? Um, well, you talk about doing it just for another right, well, the little devil bit you of time. Is is our fun little game that we play. Somebody might have thought we were doing the news first, and he's an idiot. Today, Go on, um, tell me more about it. Uh, sorry, Dan. Um, today, uh, I will be giving out clues about a former devil. Tony, Dan, and Bobby will yell out answers. They get three incorrect answers before they are eliminated. They can ask me any question, and I can or cannot answer it. It is my up to me. Uh, so um, whenever Dan is ready, we'll get rolling, and we will play the devil you know. All right. I really hope this is it. Shall we play a game? Buckle up, boys and girls. It is time for the Devil You Know on the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. Best thing you've ever said. (laughs) I was just talking out of my ass, Dan. (laughs) Yeah. This former devil was born February 15th, 1972. 
Hmm. This, I'm trying to, I want to get these in decent order. Did you say what, where they were born? I did not. Oh, okay. Would this you like to? Former, what no. Was the, what was I, the date again, Chris? 1972. February 15th, 1972. 2.15. It's the day after Valentine's Day. It sure is. <laughs> um, this former devil played a total of 35 professional seasons. Wow. And does that mean with the devils only? Hmm. Not answering that. No, not with the Devils. This impossible. former Devil played for nine NHL teams throughout his career. Okay. Like after you went over the evidence, you decided you would answer that. Thank you. Well, I, I, I yeah, I thought you meant, um, <laughs> no, I thought you asked a different question. I thought you said I that thought Spider, you said Spider, Spider no, moves. you fucking mutt. <laughs> <laughs> this former Devil won the Hart Trophy one time in his career and finished second mm. four times. Hmm. This former devil okay, was former devil. Yeah, had, was the say, say fifth fifth mm-hmm. overall pick in the 1990 NHL entry draft. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay. This former devil was a member of the Triple Gold Club, meaning that he won a Stanley Cup, he won the Ice Hockey World Championships, and he won an Olympic gold medal. Wow. Until I went in. Is it Stefan Rishek? <gasps> That's Wrong. a good guess. Oh, I love that guess. It is not Stefan Rishek. Ah, damn it. I thought I probably had that too. Now, did this you say the whole origin of the, of the skater yet? The no, nationality, I did not you... tell you where he's from. This former mm-hmm. devil played over 2,000 games in his career. Uh, in his NHL career? <laughs> no. <laughs> Professional games, though. Okay. I don't Can know. you give us how many NHL games? <clears throat> I don't have that. This former mm-hmm. devil... Let me see. Um, in November of 2013, he mm-hmm. tied Gordie Howe's record for game-winning goals with 121. No Googling, Bobby. Hands on Chuck. Hey, it's All no right. Googling, Bobby. Hey, That's your second like wrong one. I was going for you here, and you are now two in the hole. Wow. One more incorrect. I got guess. What yes. was the second? What, what did he say? Okay, go ahead. What did he he said Dave Andrichuk and Stefan Riche. Yeah, Stefan Riche I got. Thank you, Andrichuk. They're Sorry, both yeah. wrong. He's right. the only player in NHL history to play in a Stanley Cup final as a teenager and over the age of 40. Mm. Mm. This would be a very easy one. This should be really This one is insane. I'm sorry, Tony. Yes, I do have that. He played in 1,733 NHL games. He's had a career 766 goals, 1,154 assists, for a total of 1,921 career NHL points. I feel like we should be uh, getting this damn thing. It's a pretty big name. Uh, tell us something about his personality. <laughs> I got one more, but I'm afraid to use it yet. He's a member of the Liberal Conservative Civic Democratic <laughs> Party. Okay, you really are telling us. Is this a you fact asked. that you're just making up? You asked. I asked. I didn't know you had that kind of info. That was a little joke. Okay, so he's a member of what party the now? Liberal Conservative Civic Democratic Party. Wow, that's not in this country. 
that's definitely uh, Canada or oh, maybe in he Europe. He holds here are some of his records. He has okay. the most consecutive seven, the most consecutive seventy point <laughs> seasons with fifteen. Most game winning goals, one hundred and thirty five. <laughs> most game winning goals by a right winger. Most points by a right. Does this winger. person speak Russian? He might. McGill. Hmm. It's Could not Alexander McGillney. Yeah, he's too old for that. He's the most That's productive it. European player in NHL history. Guys, how do we not get this? I don't know. I really don't know how you guys have not gotten what this. What the hell? Lou Lamorello <laughs> made an exception for him to wear the number he wanted as a devil because at that time Lou was not letting anybody wear a number over 35. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 89 or something. The number that he wore was in honor. Now, if you don't fucking get it after this question, I really don't know <laughs> oh what I'm going to do. We are definitely playing games with this one. He wore his number in honor of the Prague Spring, which occurred in 1968. He's a well-known devil. He may have his number in the ra- in the rafters. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> you guys didn't fucking get that after the clue I just gave you? Joe Newendike? Yeah, I'm going to through the names <laughs> in my head. <laughs> you say Joe I'm going to throw names out there now. Why did you say Joe Newendike? Wow, I'm embarrassed for you guys. I love that. I'm embarrassed for you guys. Well, we've had so many Russian players with large numbers. He's not Russian. How about that? Right. Uh, there's the first problem. <laughs> did you See, even listen to, to the last something. clue I gave? Yeah. That he spoke Swedish? How many? Wait a minute. Dan. He played Pay for attention. Teams? I want you to yes. actually... I want Dan to use his fucking brain right now. I don't know. He wore this number in honor of the, Pro, of the Prague Spring, which yes. happened in 1968. 68. His name? Yager. Czech. Thank Republic. you, Tony. Yeah. Holy Thanks. shit. I didn't hear who? Yager. I'm going to say this. I'm I, disappointed. I mean, you heard me saying it as you were saying it. What did you say, Tony? I'm ashamed of myself in this I, victory. I this is this is embarrassing, guys. That was that was walk on this one. I'm one of the greatest players of all time. I think that the clues were yeah. all good, especially the clues, one man. where I, I told you he was from Czechoslovakia and wore number sixty-eight. Yeah, I mean, I'm ashamed. When of you victory. say I'll Czech Devil, I think of like other players like Eliash. I was you know? going like, through like, all I think the names, that goes to show that come up with a lot of Devil fans never accepted him as like a Devil. He was always more. Oh yeah, I know. That's why it's a good good guess there because You're most Devils playing. fans are not going to be. You're going to be thinking of Devils. Right? Yeah, that's a disappointing loss. I win. I'm going to take it. But yeah, it's bad. You you, you are going to take it, Tony. Walk the shame. You did good. But oh my! I was thinking goodness. Russian after the Russian comment. I'm like Konstantinov. No way. Well, I knew when you said it when the, about the you know Street? in honor of uh, what was his name that president uh, in in Czech in, uh, in Czech Republic. Yeah, at the time I, I can't remember his name. That I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't know, but my I that was a whole big deal with that. Whew. Tony, that's good, man. You're in de- you're back in the lead. You, you could have said like harder. legendary curly mullet of the I'll NHL. That would have been. Oh, I did have personality clues. I, I just I wasn't feeling the number thing. I was just shutting down when it I came did to have tonight. I did have some other uh, clues. You know, uh, he played for the nine NHL teams: Pittsburgh, Washington, New York Rangers, Philadelphia, yeah. the Devils, the Stars, the Bruins, the Panthers. And uh, Calgary. Uh, Was it true he see. used Soul Glow? That's what I always wanted to. He know. had a mullet. 
He did have yeah, a mullet. Yeah, very curly. He had a soul glow looking mullet, like right out of um, Born Born to uh, Coming to America. Honestly, the the nine teams and the records, very, we all yeah. should have been thinking about him way back then. I know. It shouldn't have had to go to Prague in 68. And I honestly it, never think of Yara Miyagra as that, a double. And that's ever. actually what I was going to say. He it seems to be like a forgotten guy. And and yeah. you talk about a dude who just every time, every team he played for, he was, uh, you know. I don't know. I just don't uh, own him I as a double. I, devil. I almost he, forget he was that he was a double. Old by yeah, then, and like he was still an awesome teammate. He was an awesome guy. Like I don't yeah. think I would like him at all because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like him his whole career. And he became a devil. I'm like this guy's awesome. Like just always the first yeah. guy out. Even his even his leftover skills were tremendous. Yeah. Like Tony, you know, as he was on decline, he was great. Tony has a two in a row uh, streak going. Already two had a hat in a row. That's great. What was, what's my points now? Um, I had to actually. Yeah. Get him because I started a, a you, new. You actually lost, Tony. Right. I'll have you remember you lost a lot of points. Yeah, but I'm always you were be doing good. He, he tells me the total. Like say he says. Yeah, but there was like, one incident where really you got negative. Tony, I want you to acknowledge this. No matter how many points that you might have earned, you've had a lot taken from you. That's what I'm always. I remember that. So I'm bring that just up as we look at the le- <laughs> as we look at the leaderboard, I want you to realize. I should have higher. I got ripped off. Well, just never remember. When I made everybody upset by choosing Miles Wood, because that's where I lost my points to. <laughs> All right, so you got um, Miles Wood, you got Sergey Breland, <laughs> you got Brian Ralston, you got Slava Fatisov, and you got good, yeah. um, Yarmir Yager. Um, wow. I was really rooting for you on this one, Bobby. I thought you I were going to get it. I know. I, I, I was like, this was is Bob's to win. Yeah, I was trying not to even engage. Also, I was trying to lay down for Bob, guys. <laughs> no, you just weren't paying attention at all. Well, I, I turned my brain off with the excuse of letting Bob win one. Yeah, okay. I appreciate And that's that. the God's honest truth. So you're welcome, Bob. I'm sorry you didn't seize the opportunity. Now about Tony. that monkey. <laughs> Bubbles? What? The score yeah. is still 2-2? Two, 3-2. Two? Two. I was about to tell you guys where it just happened, actually. Vegas just scored. Nice. Wow. Nice. you got to break right. in with three news like that, Tony. Don't sit on that. 3-2 on the third. Yeah, don't sit on that. You jump in. Let us know. Hey, Let's speaking of finals... Yeah. I don't yes. think I think only only Tony saw the pre ice festivities, right? You guys didn't happen yes, to sir. see what happened before puck drop. No, what thing? happened? Tell us. Well, let's see. It's it's very Vegas being Vegas, and I wanted your opinions on it, so I guess I'm just going to. Wayne get Newton was there. Yeah. No. So let me just tell you something. I was set set a scenario for you. So a few years ago, when my kid was on like four or something, maybe five, we went into Philly and we saw uh, the Avengers. You know where, mm. where the Flyers play. You know, and it was great for what it was, right? For a bunch of kids, and they're doing the Avenger thing. It's all over the top with their voices and all that. So, Vegas, being Vegas, had to put on quite a show before puck drop. So, no. apparently, they have a, a night skating around. I've seen that. Kind of thing. And then there was this other shadowy, night. hooded figure. And they were talking about the ultimate power. And there were people around them skating. And they went to this big sword it's fight. Turning, like, very, ice like, yeah, very like, you know, Vegas, you're sitting down to eat like a corn candy and watching sure. the whole thing. But Tanya Harding and showed up. I'm watching it and I'm thinking. Well, sexy show. I, <laughs> I get Vegas has to do their big Vegas thing, but I really was watching this getting like the deuce chills, thinking it was way too over the top and awful and kind of kindergarten-y. Tony, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, so I've is it just Vegas. a show for fun or what? I've been to Vegas maybe uh, maybe five times, and I will say that it's pretty much Vegas. I'm not surprised at all. Anywhere you go, it's pretty much the way it rolls there, so I'm not surprised. It is very flashy. I was watching that too tonight. I, so, I understand 
the Vegas thing, if I were there in, in, in that environment or in another environment, like I get it and you get into it. And from a hockey standpoint, I was just yeah. literally watching this going, I can't believe that there's two grown men with swords talking about the ultimate power in the universe and well, striking them down before Stanley Cup final I don't know, game. man. It was a bit there's, too much for me. I get it. I don't hate people having fun. Do what you got to do, but it was a bit too much. Wait, I immediately thought that, you know, that reminds me of the great movie Cable Guy, though, when they're doing yeah, some medieval, medieval times, times fighting. Yes. I, yeah. I don't know. Where did they get the name Golden Knight from? Like, I I, I really don't know. Uh, that, I feel I like, mean, it's, it's a piss illusion, guys. I really do feel like it's, it's like some kind showers? of weird piss illusion. You're saying Golden Shower? I think it's, yes, it's kind of like think a... It's, it's kind of like that. Maybe it has to do with, like, all it's the... Gambling. There's gold, and then yeah. there are hills. And, and, you know, stuff like mining, mining heritage. Okay, gold. but... And, and it's Vegas, and gold is money. I get that, but... Yeah, like, Golden but Nugget, the, big the, casino. The right? night? Vegas history. The Knights? Because they could have said the golden vagabond like uh, beggars on the streets. Because Vegas has those too. I do. And like uh, that would have had you know golden homeless. That doesn't. Say, I probably doesn't put asses in the seats, Chris. I would probably say they probably went with golden knights because it just evokes this emotion like of chivalry. I like, I like, when really it's like golden prostitutes would probably be more accurate. See, that so, would be better if they were right, the as far as golden the indigenous animal, indigenous. Like you know, that. like. There's, no, if you're going to have coyotes, thing. they have to have coyotes in Arizona, then we should have. Soon they won't. It's another thing that yeah. they do, and again, I just haven't seen any broad, you know, any night broadcast, so I didn't know they do this. But, you know, when they're doing the anthem, and they said, you know, we get to the point where they're saying, proof through the night that our flag was still there. Mm-hmm. At that moment, they all scream, night. Obviously, K-N-I-T, not N-I-T-E. A little, it was cool. It was different, you know, to kind of interrupt the... I do have there, an was, issue, I though. I behind that one a little bit. You know, I feel like... Guys, I'm sorry. I, I just... I don't want to lose this. I, I just popped in my head. You guys know I love the History of English podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and I do recall that it gave finally, like, an answer. Like, you ever look at the word night and wonder why the fuck is it spelled like that? Right. Yeah, like, like what are those sounds? If you try to sound them out, what does it sound like? Connect. Connect. Like, yeah, right. Connect. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy finally <laughs> revealed why it's spelled like that. Because Why? that's exactly how that was fucking said in whatever like error that was. Really, and we saw no. those stupid letters. Yes, it's that dumb of an answer. <laughs> like, that's that's the why we just kept, they would say connect, connect. because yeah. he this guy's connect the like, round table. He's like pronouncing these things like he's ye old Englishman, like really old Beowulf kind of. Right. But like, what is he saying? It's not even English, and it's he's very you know. But it connects, he says. And I'm like, well, now I'll never forget oh, that yeah. that's why yeah. that word is so stupid. It really thanks is. Thanks to the stupid reason and the stupid performance of it. But I do, I I do hear, I, I always hear it at, at our games, at Devil Games, whenever they play that lit song, um, the, you know, the... the, the um, that became uh, a thing, yeah. right? Was yeah. that just this that's, year? Uh, or not? No, they've been doing this, and I don't know why. Okay. And you know the song I'm talking about that uh, came in through the window yes. last oh, yeah. night? And then they stop the song, and the game starts, and the whole place I mean, keeps they'll, singing that they'll song. They'll sing the next two, next two Wh- bars, why? proving they were once drunk and listened to that song <laughs> but, at, but at like, a bar. And, yeah. did, why is it that song? And why is it? I thought it was only us, and then I heard them do it tonight. No, we're doing it on everywhere. another team too. Yeah, everywhere. that's right. But like, why? why like, what? That song sucked. When it came out, like fucking, it has a memorable refrain, Chris. That's what it comes down to. And don't tell me it doesn't. Everybody knows. Like that's hard. How many people know like two consecutive lines of a song as like the most popular song? Like you may know all the worst songs you like. But the average idiot, like, what yeah, song does the greatest common denominator know? That's not full the, lines like, of? Are you telling me that that's the greatest song ever? Then you're telling me that that is 
uh, for, for idiot masses. For I masses who are not I after... I think we can find a better like, song for the idiot masses. I hate that song. I agree. Because we will rock you. That's the better song. But we will, we will. It's kind of like cheating. Because it's two full lines of the same fucking three words over and over. But when Chris mentioned the name of that song, the first thing I heard was that guitar riff in the beginning of it. Because there's certain songs in these arenas. Yeah, it was the first thing I thought of. You know, I mean, and I could not stand that song. And I remember a lot of, like, beginning guitar players, I would, you know, when I do the band thing, some of those guys would always come out and do that. It's just such a simple. 2000s pop punk, man. It's either that or it's the Blink song, the first song that they had. Oh, Small Things, right? No, no, no. The first song they had, what the hell? Grown Up? No, not Grown Up. Oh shit! I can't think of it. The It'll first one I remember. Uh, purple rain. Was it purple pur- rain? Monster rain. Um, purple rain. Purple rain. <laughs> and it got a Vita. It was in a Vita. Fantastic song. Do you know how they got the name in the God of the Vita? Uh, somebody was fucking high, probably. I don't know. No, it was close, but uh, the dude. I think um, he had a speech impediment, so when he was, <laughs> was supposed to be in the Garden of Eden, and he, he was saying was in, the God of, in the God of the Vita. And um, yeah, that's really yeah. bad. Yeah, and then, first, uh, the they're just picking on somebody right? with a speech impediment. Which that one? Song is just teasing. damn it. I think the first song damn for them was damn it. That was damn it. That. Exactly. That that's it. That, and that guitar riff, like I, you know, always guys mm-hmm. are playing it, like when they are warming up their guitar, and it's yeah, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh my yeah. God! What is that? All right. So did they do the entire American Pie soundtrack, or is that just what I feel when I hear them? Blink. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, a, no, every, they didn't do the whole thing. They didn't do the whole thing, but they did a lot yeah. of it. It's so. that's a very generational divide, guys, between X and millennial, um, because that that was tail end of Generation X people. You will right. find a love and hate it with that band, I think. And then that was like the band for people like my youngest brother's age who was yeah a good deal younger maybe about eight years they, seven like seven yeah, eight years younger cousins than that are early 30, all the bands wanted to be that band yep yeah, my big sister blank. was really into them and there's a big difference between dude ranch and then the next one was state of the enema maybe i think it was called and the uh, yeah. band has changed in between there you just saw like mtv take this band mm-hmm. from like where they were kind of playing smaller clubs even in florida oh, yeah they got yeah. huge huge yeah well tony got any news for us Sure, man. You got a your little intro, or we got that we're chicken up. Uh, well, yeah, we might have something here. All right, we're gonna do That's the first time ever. Tony's <laughs> news. Coming to you live from the Uncle Puckers news desk in a basement somewhere in Lithuania. Sports, politics, current events, and entertainment. It's the news of the day with Tony A. Labas Rithas, which is uh, good morning in Lithuania, because it is 6 a.m. here. Okay. Got a couple of news stories, and I'll start with Mike Babcock will coach the Blue Jackets, they're saying. This is a rumor that's going on now. They're saying they're waiting for his existing contract to run out with the lease, which expires at the end of the month. Um, I'll say the story, and you guys tell us what you think about it. If my name had cock in it, I'd change it. That's what I'm saying. I heard he is a cock. Yeah, he's a, supposedly a real hard ass. What did he do with Toronto? I didn't know he was involved with the Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah. The Babcock was, you know, he was coaching with them. He was, dude, Babcock was impossible. But he was under contract with them up to now? Yeah, until the end of this month. Right. 
I kind of recall that. that. Now you so say it's that. It's not locked in, but they're saying it's funny because think of Goudreau went to Columbus, right? And now he's yeah. going to have Babcock, who's an intense coach. We talk about intense coaches all the time. This guy is one of those dudes, you know. Good, good coach. I mean, I, probably the right coach for that team. If you think about like, that's what like, I was going to ask you guys. Do you think that? Better. Do you think Columbus needs a hard ass like Babcock? Yeah, I think they do. I, I mean, I personally think they do. I think they played kind of the soft game. I I don't know. They went downhill quick from the year before. Their, their trajectory was going up, and they just fell back quick. So I don't know everything that happened for that, but a guy like that seems like the right answer, probably short term. I don't even yeah. know what his history is taking, like, you know, underachieving teams and doing the tournament, turn them around. He's extremely um, systemized, which right. would probably help that team. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I mean – That'd be uh, interesting yeah, to watch. So that's not set in stone yet. That's just talk. No, but that. that's what they're saying. And they're pretty much saying that they're just waiting for this to, the contract to expire before that happens. And like Bobby said, I can see that. If you're going to bring a guy like him in there, it might get the ship a little straighter, what's going on in that area. So um, also, Pittsburgh Penguins have hired former Leafs GM Kyle Dubas. Yeah, as, I saw that. It's been speculated all week as, hockey, uh, as a president of hockey operations. Because he did such um, a great job in Toronto. I mean, why? Why? why no, would, they say. I'll tell you. I've listened to a lot. Pittsburgh just making bad decisions over and over. But there's people that say the players really like. You know, we hear. I don't know. You know, if you guys watch some of the Toronto Tampa series, you saw him like fighting with the fans outside the window. Or the, but right. I heard the other angle is the players really like him, and he's a player kind of guy. Um, right. And but some people think he didn't even want it. There's rumors that he made he didn't want to be in Toronto anymore, and that's kind of why <laughs> it went the way it did. So, you know. Um, and if anybody thinks that Sydney, that Sydney Crosby doesn't have a say in who's coming in to coach this team, you're crazy. Yeah. So crazy. if, yeah. you know, if, if Sid wants him, he's there. So, all right, you know. Yeah. What else you got you know, Sidney us? Crosby, talking about him, I got to say, this guy, he's a great this guy. I mean, people guy. hate him, but this dude, I just read a story last week, actually, where a family had went to some restaurant. And he was there. So Crosby was with his family, right? And uh, the little like, I guess the father made a said that the kid don't go bother him. So the little kid walked over anyway. So Crosby winds up buying their whole – they go to check out at the end of the night. Crosby buys their whole dinner for them, leaves them signatures. I mean, I, you know, right. I've already heard from many Penguin fans that Crosby – I think Penguin that could have backfired. Like what Sydney if the guy Crosby's was like – Very cool guy. Very what if he didn't really know who Sidney Crosby was and he's like – he starts taking it on his wife. Like is this your boyfriend buying my family food and this is big <laughs> ugly – like you know, I don't – know. that's Sidney Crosby. He's a famous NHL player. You know this guy? You know, like it gets – escalates. There's – this is bad, you know. Like, but guys I, like Sidney Crosby, yeah. we all like a lot of people. We know. I know, especially in his early in his career, I was like, this guy, I can't stand him. Oh, but some of these guys yeah. are the diving, oh, the diving, right? The that was always the thing with, with him that bothered me. The human side, we don't know. About, yeah, he's, sure. he's a you know good dude. Um, I like I liked everything about his his play except for the diving. I thought he was like hard nosed, vicious when he needed to be. He had crazy hands and everything, but he was a little bit of a prima donna and always like begging for the calls, you know, yeah, like. Crying. Yeah, he worked in the refs, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But it's one of those dudes, like Lemieux and guys like that, or like the Rat, you know, for Boston. It's like if you have them on your team, you love them. If you don't, you you doesn't want Sidney Crosby on their team. Exactly. But I'll tell you who might have some. uh, Patrick Kane is going to be out four to six months after having resurfacing surgery done. Uh, Kane, you know, he played with the Rangers, obviously. uh, And I don't know what's resurfacing surgery. What, is, what does that mean? Resurfacing. I don't know as much. I, I don't know exactly what that is, but that's what he's having. He's going to be out four to six months, and 
You know, he played what five, nineteen games of. He just finished. That sounds like three. boss. I'm going away for a while. You know, like yeah, exactly. I got to have resurfacing. <laughs> like well, surgery. he just like he made it up. He had an eight-year, eighty-four million dollar contract. He's just wrapped up when he finished with the Rangers. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. You know, I mean, I wonder if it's like a nonsense procedure, and that's just his way of saying I'm getting out of this contract. So fuck you. The he made up thing a that I have condition. to say about Patrick Kane being out for six weeks and mm-hmm. him and the Rangers is just this. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. That wasn't that Ralph. Was Ralph. That's Wiggins. Nelson. Yeah. Oh shit! Of course it's Nelson. Of course it is. You know what? They they do sound kind of similar. It's just that Ralph would sound dumber doing that. It all started with the devil, you know. The, the brain doctor said my nose night. would stop bleeding if I just get my finger out of it. That's Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> Wait, Ralph, Ralph Wiggum is the is, is? Yeah, no, I thought that's Ralph. Well, the chief, the chiefs. What's chiefs. the chief's name? It's chief Wiggum. I was chief afraid Wiggum. I was talking about. Right, there was Ralph Wiggum is his really slow son. son. Yeah, his yeah. little, slightly, we can't say it anymore, he's, R-word yeah. son. Yeah, he's different. What else, what else you got for Neurodi- us? Neurodivergent. <laughs> he's neurodivergent. I outdoors, you know, obviously the Devils, we all remember the last outdoor game, but the Devils will host the Flyers on Saturday, February 17th at MetLife Stadium. Um, and the Islanders will also host the Rangers there on February 18th. The times are not given out yet for that. And... Uh, so the we day after have, we played the Flyers, yeah. like two days in a row at MetLife Stadium. Oh, easiest with the rink, right? You know, they've had so many back-to-backs. Wouldn't it be awesome if they threw, like, mini tourneys in? Like, if you're going to do that with the ice, make it a, a two- or three-day row in a, where everybody round robins and has, like, a mini tournament in their schedule. It'd be fucking cool. Because then you'd end up with, like, the cup, like the Mayor's Cup or some bullshit where they could all get involved. And, and that's a series literally inside the NHL season, you know, like a little three- or four-way tourney for a metropolitan area. NHL needs to get on this shit. The Metro Cup. So speaking of the Cup, it's 42 Vegas yeah, right now. That's actually, that is a good idea. Um, comment about that. I wanted to ask you guys something. Like When that when the news first broke that they were going to do the stadium series again, we were texting because at first all we heard was that the Rangers were going to play the Islanders. Right. We didn't right. yet know that the Devils were also going to play the Flyers. Right. And I wanted to talk about it that night, but we were kind of packed. But what do you think about this in general? If that had been the way it had gone, just it's going to be the Rangers and the Islanders. My initial thought, not being a Devils fan like a boohoo, nobody's looking at us. In Jersey, that. playing in, in Jersey, Jersey. From a right. marketing perspective, right? wouldn't you say that the Devils are a more marketable team right now than the oh, Islanders? Yeah. Yes. And that would have made way more sense. Like young, skilled players, like New York marketable, that kind of marketability? I, that, for I like think, eyeballs on screens? Yeah, I think it's a mistake. Yeah. And I understand, you know, okay, if you wanted to get those four teams in the metropolitan area to play outdoor in the stadium series, um, having the Islanders and the Flyers, like nobody really gives a shit about that. It should have been Devils. Rangers. That's what it should, especially after Definitely. the first round of the playoffs. You do a big outdoor game, split the crowd. It would be amazing. Well, let's uh, let's face instead, this. Instead, what you're saying is like it, what exactly it came down to is like if it's a, between the Devils, the Flyers, the Rangers. Even if the better team is the Devils, there's still going to be more eyeballs for screens for the other two teams. Like when I, you look at this from a marketing standpoint, even though we're like, wait, these players are great. Don't forget that to some extent, if they think that they got a New York or Philadelphia market when they pair New York and Philadelphia or the two biggest shares TV-wise happen to be Long Island maybe and all of that part. That, 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 you know, like as but, a television draw, the Devils are always going to be working against 
you know, behind the eight ball and have to be twice as. But why would you put the, the two New York teams together? You're taking that one area you. and you're putting them together. Now you want to put if you're saying that the two weaker teams out of those four, as far as eyeballs or whatever, would be the Flyers and the Devils, and the Flyers have a huge fan base and everything. I mean, they have all. Of, you know, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania. I'm saying but, that like there's and, a clear fourth Jersey, place in Southwest here. Jersey. But, as far as the fans tuning in, there's a clear fourth place. It almost doesn't matter like what the matchup is for one two, as long as the Devils four in that three four. If you're actually looking at eyeballs, I think if you that's pulled, what I'm saying. Like I'm, that's a cold hard like number of fans, fan eyeballs thing we got. I think if you polled fans, those four teams and what two teams would you want to see play? I. Bet oh, you that no. the Devils if, would be... If people be, are going to homer up, dude, there's more fans out of the fans. area, right? I'm saying, if you, out of, yeah, out, out of the area, area NHL yeah, fans throughout the country. Yeah, and I'm you with... took, you said, here's oh. the Islanders, the Rangers, the Flyers, and the Devils. You can pick two yes. of these teams to play in an outdoor stadium series. I bet it yeah. would be, people would pick the Devils and the Rangers. I think um, I think Agreed. that that's very possible when you look at it, that area. But And as far as fans who want to li- relive that... I think the interest goes way down, like compared to where we are. You know, when it like you're overstating it, and I feel like they're more likely to take that national bias. Like there's some national bias against certain teams, and the Devils is kind of one of them. Well, and there always has been the less ES, least ESPN time and everything else. So when they look at the the national games, the people who put these games together are not the same people that you and I would, would agree are the fans who would say who has the better hockey. They're they're looking at just dumb like more eyeballs and. They're, but they're I will get... guarantee that the Devils. I will not guarantee. I will say that I believe the Devils will have double the amount of games in national prime time television games next season than they did this season. The I think you're NHL right. NHL great knows, winning percentage. They have and, to and finally the, wake up. You're and right. the NHL they love they they love their their individuals. You know the teams are great and everything, but they love their individuals. And Jack Hughes yeah. is a star. They, the they NHL stories that they, they want to make story, him a star. Storyline. What Bobby? Right. They, he does Chipotle commercials. The guy's right. all over. And, like, and, this and, one yeah, by being marketable. You know, it almost sounds like a joke, but that's the biggest endorsement we've had for a very long time. He does great clips too. The, the hair, him and him and Calvin. Right Paul. now, you're just watering down my argument, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I get what you're saying. Though, you know? Yeah, speaking of the Stanley Cup, it is so two things. It's four to two right now. Vegas nice. with four minutes wow. left. Stone just scored his seventh unassisted. But uh, nice. speaking of Vegas, the Larry Clint. Larry Flint Hustler Club has given them an incentive to win Larry the Clint. free lap dances. Clint, Larry, the Clint oh, Commander um, has given them free lap dances if they win the cup. They will receive. So okay, so this is if they win the cup, not as of now. Now wait, you said not. You didn't say Larry Flint himself is going to give these lap Larry dances. Flint, Larry Hustler Flint Club can't nice give anyone players. a lap dance. He's in a wheelchair. But they're gonna but, take you know, the they're gonna they're gonna like Mark Stone is gonna sit you. on sit on he's gonna give Larry Flynn a lap dance and then they're just gonna roll his fat ass around. Okay, See, so flip it around. Yeah. If they it's a good idea though that they're doing it if they win the cup. Because if they do it like now, I think that that right. could be distracting. Like, yeah. you know, we would have won the Stanley wanna... Cup, but Mark Stone's banging the cocktail waitresses two at a time. You know, that's that right, kind of shit. That's right, Ace. You, know. you guys remember when the Devils, when they lost the Cup and they went out to, uh, they all got TMZ, got them all at the nightclub? I they don't remember that. Oh, yeah, you got to look that up on YouTube. Yeah, they all got, it was a big thing. Like, they had Brodor, I think it was Brodor, uh, Cam, and all them. They were, yeah. right after the game, they had, you know, they just got eliminated. 
So they they still went out that night, and TMZ showed up at the thing, and it's, it's all yeah. You can check it out on YouTube. Like if you're yeah. a twenty, kind of like year, devil harassment. Yeah. If you're a twenty-one, twenty-two year old kid, like what greater incentive to win the cup than just free lap dances forever? You know, like that's all these kids I mean, like living you know in what, Vegas, though, dude. It's like, come on, like these guys are all millionaires. Yeah, they didn't. It might not only that, like they all pull like supermodels like all, all the time Trust at parties. Me. You and go to a these fucking... guys are the last people who need to win free lap dances. Bro, you know, they should be giving this to like a chess club. These poor bastards, had... they don't have a fucking shot. <laughs> I get but your this point. This is a, a pro but hockey player, professional okay athletes, with the ladies. For professional athletes love strip clubs. Are you kidding me? That's all these guys do. They yeah, love going to titty Look, bars. E- even if they do, like the amount of money they're saving is inconsequential to their careers. Like it's not. A, I, it's like the. the but the it's just wasted the, on them. Look, it's wasted. You might not eat, you know, fucking Starbucks. You might not drink Starbucks, right? You might be a person that just doesn't. But when your birthday comes around, you get that little email that says "Happy Birthday," a free coffee. You go for the fucking free coffee because it's your birthday, and you go. No, no, so I get free it. lap dances. And how many dudes no. are walking in going, "No, no, no! I play for the Knights. I swear, this I play for the Knights." You're five foot zero. You weigh one hundred and twelve pounds, and your glasses are as thick as Coke bottles. You don't play. No, I swear, I play. Yeah, I want free lap dances all night. Let Swept me tell you, this is, they missed an opportunity. If the, if the prostitute workers uh, who who funded this ad, uh, you know, Larry Clint, Clint's, uh, Larry Flint's Larry uh, Clint? clubs. <laughs> Didn't you start with Larry Clint? He well, said Larry. Got me doing he it. said Larry Clint. And then I said Larry Clint. <laughs> and I'm thinking Clint Eastwood. No. Right. But, like, don't you think that, like, they should have done something much more popular, which is every Golden Knights fan. We'll get a free li- if they win the Stanley Cup. Now you would have had the same amount of news, and guess what? You're a hero to the people who are actually going to frequent your fucking business because oh, the show's probably going to be, be that you know, yeah. gonna be I think the dancers the might have something to say about that. You know, every <laughs> Golden Knight fan just wear a Golden Knight jersey to the Hustler Club, and you get free that day. So you think, wait, you're saying it's like they have standards, and they don't want to like give you like no, any not kind of business. animals. Outside this the club, a, you have like a hundred dudes and or thousands of dudes in night jerseys and sweatpants waiting right, at their lab dance. Right, and sweatpants, That's like any other night, boners <laughs> just waiting That's to freaking that, go get a lap How is that different to what they do for a living? Wait, you're making it sound like somehow it's going to like send them a worse clientele. Are you for real? I'm just saying that. Have you been? Twenty-something guys on a hockey team, as opposed to an entire state's worth of uh, perverts. You make him this sound yeah. like somebody's pulling the world's longest train. And I'm not even talking. These are lap, you these want lap to dances, lap dances Chris. To don't have to be fan. given in one session, like one guy after the other. If that's what you think's going on, <laughs> that's these not what lap I think. dances. These lap dances well, could be like you know a promotion. But, you, but like how long players. is this promotion going on for? If they win the cup, is this is this they get them forever? I, no, I think it's just a one-time, one-time game, right? You know, just when you one-time say lifetime, like, I, wanna, have to, I have my lifetime have lap dance club. My la- it, lifetime lap dance club. The story club. was for Can lifetime. You, just, you get the, yeah, you the get, story was for lifetime. It was, right? They you get a little, one way out of this. There's they one get way a lap dance You have card. to kill all those players. And within a short amount of time, you kill all those players off. You hire some kind of assassin in some kind of weird Columbo episode. But you can't do And you knock off the players one by one. What are you talking about? Well, that's the only way you could possibly fund to... You're saying that that would be way too much money, right? Well, no, I was just asking. I, I mean, I was just saying. It, it was. It, is it lifetime or is it one lap dance? That's all. They said lifetime in the article. I okay. So, yeah. See, and I agree with Chris. You couldn't give it to the fans because you would have. You think about this. You would have you dudes with different to outfits fans. around the corner. You would have them it's with too many guys. Crazy. Is that what you're saying? Have, like, it's too many guys. Different pairs of sweatpants. With you them have any idea? <laughs> they would just be 
There would just be <laughs> poor the- strippers everywhere in Las Vegas. And that's one, flat, thing, that's one thing you don't see. Yeah. <laughs> it's one thing you don't see. The strippers in Las Vegas have they might start more, a fire with how fast more money they do lap than God. So, so you got it. You got anything else for us, Don? Chris would be in line like I picked you guys. I picked the Knights. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> I've been I'm telling, taking you guys since day one. You guys exactly. were my pick. But here's the other and, thing: Do you think Florida will let them do, get away with this? Because Florida is known as the land of the like you know, teeth challenge strippers. strippers. They've had they have the highest number of strippers and the, the lowest percentage of teeth of any state. When it comes to being strippers, Good and point. Florida, I, I think they have too much state pride to not offer some kind of counter offer to their own players. Hmm. You know, well, what, like what, Matthew so, Kachuk wants to spend any time there, and do I, that. I, yeah. I think so. What kind of cool thing could Florida do? Just more lap dances, or can they up the ante a little bit? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, maybe. What are you they going to do? Like, uh, we'll bring the pole to you, kind of thing, where they just like that. show up on I demand, like and they just um, like you pop. You know, like send me a stripper right now and shows up with a pole. That would be and great. You don't even have to leave home. No. You know, that could, okay. That's the only that's way you can improve it. on that offer. That's how, you, that's how you do it. Yep. You get the stripper. We come to you yeah. in Florida. I think we just invented a new business. But it's probably going to go down in flames. Nobody's going to turn prostitutes to prostitution. Ever coming in our first house. night. Yeah, first night. <laughs> what are we she's talking about? I didn't know she was doing it. She was just a dancer. She, why am I going? I'm not a, I'm not a, a pimp. But I, but I won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. All right. All right. It's uh, anything else, Tone? Uh, yeah, I got one more for you, Chris. All I right. pulled this out for nothing me. Nothing more depressing. There's nothing more depressing than a strip bar in the daytime, except for professional wrestling. Um, <laughs> Roman Reigns received the WWE <laughs> Championship belt, surpassing a thousand days as a yeah. champion. I thought of Chris when I saw this story. I had to add it. The tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. The guy is. He's no one's going to beat him. No one, they're not taking that belt off of him. He's too Especially the popular. Florida Panthers tonight. It's Unless somebody writes it in differently, right? No, I, I'm saying yeah. they're not taking it off of him. I didn't say nobody's going to beat him as far as, you know. Oh, who, I mean, of course, he has the, to sleep. The, we can we the, can take it off him when he's sleeping. The company is not taking that belt off of Roman Reigns. He's, uh, uh, and, they have ways. And, uh, like, let me tell man. you something. Like let me ninjas. tell you something. That story, like, I love what the WWE is doing with that whole storyline with Roman Reigns and the bloodline. It is a ton of fun. And yes, I know nobody else here gives a shit about professional wrestling, so I'm not going to talk about it, but it is but a lot of fun. I do have a question for Ooh, you, Chris, though, because you would know that. I'd like to learn. Brett the Hitman Hart, what happened with him? There was some documentary, wasn't it, that he got fucked over by McMahon? Is this a. You seriously a don't know about the Montreal Screwjob? I really job? only know a little bit. I only know a little bit. I've heard this phrase, Montreal Screwjob, but I don't remember what the story's about. So back in, in maybe 1992, maybe, um, Bret Hart was the WWF at the time champion. He was leaving to go to WCW. So there was a pay-per-view at Montreal. I believe it was Survivor Series. And if I'm not getting all the fucking uh, details correct, uh, I apologize. But uh, he had a main event match against Shawn Michaels. Well, Brett, of course, is Canadian, and he's from up there. So when Vince told him, all right, the main event, you're going to drop the title to Shawn, Brett didn't want to do it. Brett said, I don't want to drop the title in front of my home fans. I don't want to do it here in Montreal. Now, first of all, that is a big no-no in professional wrestling, okay? It's a fucking make-believe friggin' uh, championship belt. He broke belt, you know? right? right? He broke so He broke he it. And he decided that, uh, that no, he said, I'll come tomorrow to Raw. I'll drop it to him on, on a main event on Raw on Monday night because it wasn't in Canada. But I'm not doing it tonight. So... Wow. Um, 
Vince was pissed, and Vince was also worried because his contract had ended that night at midnight. So, like, an hour or two after that pay-per-view had ended, he would have been a free agent. He could have literally walked into WCW with Vince's championship belt. Vince didn't want that to happen. So, they agreed to have... That would actually work? He He leaves and he takes the belt with him? Yeah, it's happened. It's happened. Alundra I mean, Blaze at the time was the, the WWF Women's Champion. She was right. the Women's Champion. She left to go to WCW with the Women's Championship uh, belt. And her first thing she did when she walked out was take the belt and drop it in the garbage can and right. walk but away. Are these now, belts more like titles, Chris? Like the belt itself, but, isn't it just like... They have to buy the, one from Walmart. Does it? Do we live in a well, world of magic where this like belt actually has a... Has that like a... Gold? The belt itself is magical? Like I don't know what you're saying. Like, let me finish the, one let company, me just finish yeah, the please, Montreal Screwjob story tell me about before that, you fucking okay. backtrack. Uh, so um, Vince said they all agreed, okay, we'll do some like schmaz fucked up ending, and then next night you'll drop the belt. Now, on the mm. side, Vince talked to the referees. Shawn Michaels had said for the longest time that he didn't know anything about this, but it found, turns out later that he did. So the, the, mm. the way the finish of the match was supposed to go was that – Sean uh, Michaels was supposed to put Bret Hart into the sharpshooter, which was Bret Hart's uh, finishing move at the time. Bret was supposed to, you know, get out of wow. it, get to the ropes or whatever, and then they were going to have some kind of wacky ending. Well, when Sean put Bret into now, Vince came down to the ring at the time, uh, uh, and as soon as Bret was in the sharpshooter, he called for the bell, and they rang the bell, said that Bret had tapped out. He didn't. And wow. It was all like, he's. Basically, setup, no giant clue. setup. It was a setup. He didn't know what the yeah, fuck was going on. This is on. like Macbeth, dude. This is, <laughs> this is some fucked so, up drama. Yeah, so so Shawn Michaels grabs the belt and he runs away. Bret Hart is livid. So he actually spits in Vince McMahon's face. All this shit is now real. How now many people real. realize that? Now it's How many real. people realize a lot but of nobody people, knows that, right? There's a lot like, of shit I heard. Do fans notice that it's real there? Yeah, wow. they knew about it then. Okay. I mean, he had it yeah. at that point. They were like, something's not right here because Shawn gotcha. Michaels grabs the belt, runs oh, runs up the ramp. He gets spit yeah. on, then he starts just you know wrecking the whole fucking place and everything. When he went back into the locker room, he was with all his boys. Now Brett had his little posse: Jim Neidhart, his brother Owen Hart, British Bulldog, all those guys. They were all in Brett's locker room. And Vince right. came in to just kind of try and just let him know what the fucking deal was, why he did what he did. And Brett knocked him the fuck out. One punch, knocked him out, grabbed his shit and left. And Bret Hart was persona non grata in the WWE for 20, 25 years or however long it was. And he finally, they made amends or whatever. But that's what happened with Brett. Um, that, and basically because Brett, Brett had a hard time. And I love Bret Hart. He was an amazing wrestler. But he hit... Had a hard time sometimes, uh, you know, separating the reality of what he did and and the fact that it was – this is all work, dude. So if somebody says wins and losses in wrestling doesn't matter. If somebody says, you you know, if somebody – they tell you you're going to win a belt. Well, that means you're at the top of the company. No, but Chris, like this is like – Yeah. But when you – you just drop That's it. Like, amazing. he should have just been like, okay, I'll drop the belt. Like, it's no big deal. Just because you were in front mm. of your hometown fans, like, who gives a shit? They love you, whether or not you, you know, win a pretend belt or pretend championship or not. But what were you going to say, Dan? I'm sorry. No, I mean, it, there's so much good stuff in that story. I, I mean, that's amazing. What? I don't know. I mean, it seems crazy, like, it, that the business could be 
won or lost that way where like that kind of con job can and that's can exactly what it was like that. it was yeah a con it's pretty job. amazing it's, but it's, it's kind of incredible those play those wrestlers though you got to give them credit because it is like i mean i don't watch i mean when i was a kid i mean asked my sean michaels i remember the rockers when i was a kid it was him. yeah sure was, him marty janetti marty janetti yeah, i remember that when i was a kid and stuff um but they're they're hella athletes man i mean these guys oh, yeah. There's a lot That's, of stuff that goes on. I was really surprised when I hear some people tell me like there's a and it's there's a lot of stuff that does go on behind the scenes of nastiness, but you know, sure, a lot of politics. Sure. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, politics. of politics. That's what I'm saying. It's like and, Macbeth. Like it's all like very high. Like those people are crazy. You know, like they're they're actors. And, and I think like that one thing that would have pissed me off if I was in his shoes is that in order for that con job con job to work, everybody that you've been an actor with all these shows where you guys all were reading the same script. Those guys that night were reading a different script. That's right. And they, and they fucked you. You got and, conned. They, like, these were your brothers. You guys were all on the show together, and they decided, tonight we fucking put the knives in, dude. And to make, and that's pretty amazing that, you know, these guys you worked with and to make matters, thing. To make matters worse, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart legitimately hated each other. They did not right. like each other. In there really was that, in real life? Yes. There was a lot of professional jealousy between the two. They did not like each other. They didn't get along. Bret... Was Brett was a stiff ass. Like he was, you know, a, an amazing wrestler. Would work with anybody, make anybody look like a fucking million bucks. Same thing with Shawn Michaels. I he went believe some shit. His brother died. His brother yeah. fell off the roof. Right? Yeah, and that was another thing too. Like he had already been gone in WCW at the time. Maybe even retired when Owen died, and then he blamed right. WWE for all that shit. And there was a lot of bad blood between the Hart family and the WWE, but. Um, yeah, like back in the day uh, when like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior yeah. and stuff like that, like Hulk Hogan was not a good wrestler. He was not a, yeah. you know, and you watched a lot of those matches and it just looks like two fucking big dudes pretending to beat each other up. He has no real gimmick. When you I think about Hulk it. Hogan, he's just, he, he's just, he had no real personality. He was like the default, like if you were going to have a, a video game wrestler. And right. you're going to design one. It would look like Hulk Hogan. It was just a basic motherfucker. But in the and 1980s, he had no stick with it. But in the 1980s, yeah. nobody like nobody had seen a guy like that. Nobody had seen this big ass dude. He was just right. coming off doing the the Rocky Three with Sylvester Stallone, and you know the whole yep. you know eat your vitamins, say your prayers, all that stuff. And little kids loved it. I mean, he was the biggest yeah. friggin' star. In... He did like an 80s Captain America persona. Yes, when you exactly. Think you know, no, but, I was in the Savage. I liked Macho Man. I could. He was my favorite as a kid. When I was little, I couldn't stand Hulk Hogan. I hated Hulk Hogan, and I yeah. I, I loved Randy Macho Man. He was Savage. kind of vanilla. He was kind of Superman. He was kind yes. of like you know. And that's the thing. He was Superman. So uh, you watch. Here's the thing with Hulk Hogan. If you watch one Hulk Hogan match, you've seen every Hulk Hogan match. Oh, There's athletically, nothing... what has he got too? Is he? Yeah, you know, and even little, in his prime, he didn't have. A, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but nowadays, like wrestlers have now gotten. You know, they're not all these giant jack dudes. They're you know, uh, guys that are smaller, like, and the the yeah. it it's gotten to the point like these guys are so good now they're it's not technical just, aerial shit. Like, yeah, just, and that, they, none they are literally happens. they are literally yeah. beating the living shit out of each other. I mean, they really right. are. Um, and modern you want, gladiators yeah. way more. Yeah. It's like, I want yeah, UFC yeah. has definitely had an influence. You know, like yeah. UFC stuff. Who's What's the biggest song? guy now, Chris? Who is the guy now? Like Roman Reigns in WWE. Roman. I mean, Roman Reigns yeah. is a ridiculous. Uh, Seth Rollins in WWE. Um, if you go to AEW, you got John Moxley, Brian Danielson, um, MJF is there. He's a fantastic heel. CM Punk is yeah. coming back. Uh, so I feel they, like a, 
I've, I've been. I've never heard these names. That's how far how out of it I've been. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I haven't tuned in forever. You know. AEW is really good. Um, I really enjoy watching that. But Bobby and so I used to watch all the, the pay per views. Like when I was a kid, it was the Road Wars. I loved that. What, what was that? Was that like? Uh, that was WWF at the time. Hawk w- and Animal. Yeah, Hawk and Animal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It came out with fucking shoulder pad football shoulder pads on, and somebody yep. was like, "Paint your face and, face and put some spikes on them." Yeah, that was it. Yep. But Hawk and Animal were great. I mean, back when we were kids, yeah, we had the them. I, I Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I was a huge fan of Ricky. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So Chris, did he really get hurt against Savage? You remember, you remember the, when I was a kid, the neck fight when he fell? I think Savage, <laughs> did he really he get hurt? hurt? No. Was he really hurt? We're with the best no. villain wrestlers. No, so. was that, so was, was like, that was the build up to WrestleMania three. We could talk about that on the next show if you want. But no, Randy Savage took the ring bell and he jumped off the yeah. uh, top rope and you know put it to and, and hit. Um, yeah, uh, Steamboat in the in the throat. So the whole right, thing right. was that Steamboat couldn't talk, and he had to get surgery on his throat, and it all to set up a WrestleMania three match for the Intercontinental Championship. Which, uh, I remember that. that and, uh, yeah, that's so, amazing. A long time ago, wasn't it, man? That here's the bad. thing with professional wrestling. You know, it's Ricky when you're the dragon when you're wondering if it's real. Like, is this real? Are they doing? It's a work. Is this a shoot? Then they're doing a good job. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's a fucking work. So isn't oh, Ricky yeah. the Dragon Steamboat now some like? perverted sexual term no like you know they have all those oh like, uh, like is his name yeah oh i don't know steamer. i mean if it's not <laughs> well, i can see a, how it would be Cleveland steamer. i can imagine yeah, yeah. it's right in, in along those Dragon lines steamboat or something like a, that a, yeah <laughs> a Cleveland Ricky, steamboat. you know yeah richard another name for richard ricky dick you know yeah Whatever. i used to like jake, jake the snake roberts i used to like too he had that snake in the bag was cool when i was a kid what was the name of the snake and then i think we're gonna wrap it up because i gotta go eat dinner still is Bobby? What was Snakey. the name of Jake's Jake Snake? Satan. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> you are actually close, Dan. Uh, Lucifer. No. Nicodemus. Damien. <laughs> Nicodemus. <laughs> Nicodemus. I love it. Think of the secret name. I don't know. That's that's awesome. His name it. was Damien. Damien. I knew it was some kind of hellish name. No, How did I miss Damien? I was so close. You Can you get close. even closer? And you know. Damn it. Number 86, played for check. That's <laughs> for one of those nights. 68. I honestly knew it, but not till the end. I went Larry back and forth. Well, I kept thinking he was uh, Russian. And then when you told me he wasn't, yeah. I'm like, what? The Russian thing got me. I, started I thought once I said Prague, you would have at least gotten... Yeah, but the Russians came through Prague, and like if somebody who was supportive of Prague in 68 might have been a Russian dissident, but that really doesn't make sense, but... I don't know. I had rush. I had rush. I think you overthought it, dude. Well, when you said all those top scorers too, like, I mean, look at those records. There's no excuse for rushes. you guys not getting your Miyagi. I agree. No it was There's no excuse. I agree. No, I I stand by my excuse. I have a very good excuse. I I am not sorry that I didn't get it because I'm going to tell you the truth, and you might disagree, but I think most Devil fans will agree with me. Uh, I don't consider Yarmir Yager a former Devil. That's I fine. know he was, but when I think of him, I just, I, yeah, it's, it's that's how nice it fell off At my radar. At some point, with all those it's amazing clues and you all think those about records, that. you had to think, who the hell was on this team that was that that's good, you know? Yeah. When you mentioned the games that? played, I was like, how do I know? When you say games played, it kind of threw me off, like, oh right. my God, we should know this on the first fucking, or the first three. If you would have said, like, who is Mariel Amuse to tell you this? Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't want to bring up fucking I would have done that right away. I his, thought you his, might have even gotten it when I said the uh, guy to w- play in the Stanley Cup Finals that is a teenager. Well, the Gordon Howe thing is where I should have got it. The Gordon yeah, Howe that, that, That's illusion. Right? 
Right. Or you could have said like his number is is uh what is two I, more than I had his. Dougie Gilmore on my tongue halfway through, and then you said right wing, and I was like, oh crap! And yeah. from there, I just was all blank after that because I was just convinced it was going Gilmore. Did you ever say At check? Least, I think I asked nationality. You didn't say I check. I didn't did say you? no. The, the first that would have helped me a lot. Yeah, that would have been the first check yeah, clue was the, the Prague Spring. So if you, even if you know what, he's not my first check. I think of though. When I think of the devils, of course, that's going to be fucking Eliash. Right, right, right. You know, right. And, but I, so I might not have got it immediately, but if you would have said check, that, I think I would have got it. Well, Tony got it, two in a row. And on that yes. note, we are going to wrap it up for this shit show that was the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast tonight, which was Woo-hoo! a lot of fun to do. Two, by the way, guys, five to, uh, five to two, I believe the final. Five to five two, two. Wow. game nice one win. in the books. Yeah. Vegas Golden Knights up one nothing wow. against the Florida Panthers. Three more wins to their first ever Stanley Cup. It's going to be fun How's to watch. How's this with the Panthers? Uh, the Dan- what's their first? G- what's the Panthers' record as far as first game in the series won and lost? Anybody recall off the top of their head? Yeah, they played in 1996. Was the only other time they were in the finals. No, no, no. Uh, I mean this 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 uh, run. Like the oh, first this game. run. They lost the first game to Boston. They, they Boston. yeah, I they think did, they beat they? the Toronto in game one, and they beat Carolina in game one. Okay. And All they right. were on an eight-game away winning streak, too. Eight-game away winning streak, yeah. And right as, far as, right, as far as right now, the Florida Panthers, as a franchise, have played five Stanley Cup final games in their franchise wow. history, and they have yet to win one. That's right. You know, uh, you guys, do you think this, this game has illustrated the power of strippers? I think so. I mean, I, I, and, and this, I, it's like I magic. Almost, not only right? that, I think that it does show the, um, the, the power of the lap dance. Yeah. The, the, the power of the lap dance as far as, uh, you know, Vegas won. Yeah. Vegas it's wants like witchcraft. To, like, does it's like Vegas witchcraft. want to win the cup or do they want yeah. to win free lap dances? Like it, it's really, it's six and a half, you know, that whole thing. So it's, I, I really think that unless Florida does something, this thing is over in three more games. I mean, it really is. And you got to say this is the power of the lap dance, kicking yeah, animals, lap dances, uh, buttholes. We've had a lot of. Right. It's, been a, it's been a productive week. Of, uh, it's a highly scientific. I'm going to go eat my Ooh. dinner now. So um, oh, thank you enjoy. guys for checking us out and listening to us. Drop us a line, unclepuckers at gmail or DM us or whatever on Twitter. Uh, please check us out on wherever you get your podcasts: Amazon, Apple, Spotify. Uh, like us. Give us five stars. Really helps to promote this podcast. Get it out there because not for nothing, guys. It's a little difficult in the off season to promote a Devils podcast. So I need to, we need the fans here. Yeah, make it your so, job. Help, help yeah, us out. Exactly. <laughs> we don't have time we're for this. We're lacking shit. motivation. To be God honest with you. Damn, it's not even what, the time. This it's, is what social you know, media is for. Going through and, those uh, doldrums together, and we got to hang together. That's it. There's so off, there's, yeah, no hockey. Chris, Dan, yeah. Bobby, and Tony. We are the Uncle Puckers. We will see you when we see you. Puck is out. It's over, Jenny. It's over. <laughs>